us that even in our dark days, even in our trying hour, there's a bright side somewhere. Amen. We just want to thank each and every one of you for coming and being a part of this celebration of life. Um, to and let me say this: I want to thank and honor uh, those pastors and ministers and deacons on the pulpit with me. Amen. Some of them have spoken, and one who has not, I believe, um, Pastor Fisher. He knows this is my first funeral here at Morningstar. Wanted to come and make sure we do things right. <laughs> Amen. So we thank him for that. Amen. But God is good. And I'm so thankful that um, I was asked to share in this sacred space when I found out that <clears throat> Esther just loved laughter. I said, I'm going to do my best to bring a little joy and to bring a little word. Well, because I heard something, you got to understand that a eulogy, a lot of preachers don't know this. Um, they like to preach at funerals. And that's not what a eulogy is. A eulogy is a reflection by words or writings that give praise to the one who has gone on before us. That's what a eulogy is. A lot of y'all shaking your head because like, yeah, when I go to funerals, I hear a bunch of preaching. But a eulogy is meant to reflect and to share on the individual. And I saw somebody, well, I heard someone say that when they went to church one time and the preacher got a little long-winded, they said that Sister Esther would raise her finger and say, that's one. And then she did it again, said that's two. And the third time, she's going to be gone. So in honor of her, I'm going to keep it brief. <laughs> I want you to all look at your watches now, and when we get to about 10 minutes, I want you to do that finger like this. <laughs> and I promise you, we're going to wrap it on up. <laughs> Amen. I believe in honoring the brevity of time. But secondly, I wanted to say this. I'm going to frame this program because it says in here a little beyond midway she enjoyed listening to Reverend Dandridge's sermons <laughs> I don't hear that very often <laughs> so I'm going to save it amen and reflect upon that amen. amen when I don't get the proper amen well, that was a good one. But we're here in the physical, but you ask a preacher to come and give this eulogy because while there is a physical side to death, there's also a spiritual component as well. I think we often forget that because we get caught up in living and having a good time and our physical, there's sometimes we forget that we're really all spiritual beings encapsulated by a fleshly body. And the fleshly body will fade away. 
go back to the ground from which we came. But the Bible reminds us that those of us who have accepted Christ, that our spirit will live forever. Hebrews 9 verse 27 reads as this, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. I only came by for a brief moment to share with you a divine appointment. A divine appointment. I think we just, in this moment, need to realize that oftentimes it's sad in today's world. I heard a brother say that times are crazy. People are crazy. Things are just not the way they used to be. People don't love on each other like they used to. People always in a hurry. Nobody has time. And a lot of times, the only time we see our aunts, uncles, and cousins are at funerals. And we look at this now as a family reunion minus one. But I just want to remind the family to those of you, and I don't know many of you and seeing some of you for the first time, so I don't know if this is your situation, but I know it's true in many families. And they become disconnected. They don't see each other. They don't talk to one another. So I'm going to encourage you today that before you part and go back home or wherever you go, you make sure you get one another's phone numbers and one another's addresses and you stay connected. You stay connected because time is winding up. Many of us in this room, many of us in this room, if we, it, it, we might not know it yet, but we've probably got less days ahead. Amen. And we've got behind us. But I don't know. But I do know this. We've all got a divine appointment. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to share, I wanted to share with the family because I know you, in, in these days leading up to her final hours, you had some difficult decisions to make. You, you had some difficult decisions to make. And when you began to tell me that Esther was one who loved to, 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 to just be around people and love on family and love to laugh and love to talk, and the decisions that you were being pressed with and faced with, was going to cause her to lose some of that ability. I said the decision's already been made. Mm-hmm. Because she had a divine appointment. Wow, wow. It, it, was, it was difficult and you suffered and you toiled to make that decision. Uh, because you don't want to see a loved one leave us in the physical I want to suggest to you that while you made that decision, while you, uh, however you made that, whether the doctor was there, a chaplain was there, or you made it in your private closet, I want to just remind you that while you had to say yes, the appointed time was already made. And I just want you to relieve that burden off of you because being a chaplain in the hospitals, a lot of people feel the pressure and the weight like they did something and they didn't understand what what to do and how to do it. But yet, we've all got an appointed time. We play a small role in that in the grand scheme of life. And uh, we've already heard to cherish the memories and the the laughter and the joy. And I just want to encourage each and every one of you to not forget that. My saying is to laugh and pray daily. And I want you to continue to do that as the days and weeks go on. See, what's going to happen is the flowers are going to die. All the chicken you got flooded with is going to be gone. 
Uh, the phone calls and things will get fewer. Uh, but if you can just remember to laugh and to pray every day, you're going to keep her alive. Amen. In your house and in your spirit. And it's going to be that factor that continues to bond and connect you. But, you know, the thing about life is this. And this is for believers. And I'm going to wrap this up because I told you I'm going to keep it brief. And that is this. Is that believers want to get to heaven? Ah, yeah. Well, we want to get to heaven. Yes, Come on. But a lot of us, and I'll be honest with you, I raised my hand, Pastor, and said, quick. Yeah. But we don't want to die. Ah. <laughs> but there's a prerequisite to get to heaven. Ah. Something that has to happen. Come on, sir. That is, we've got to leave this world. Yeah. And to prepare for the next. Yeah. So I've learned that in life, sometimes when we struggle and we go through pain and suffering and people always say, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. I want God to heal me. I want God to give me Come some on. comfort and I want my body to feel better. And, and, then, it, and then I realize Come on. that sometimes God gives us healing by allowing us into an eternal sleep. Come on. Saying that. This body's had enough. Yeah. You stayed up late enough nights. Yeah. Yeah. Cried enough tears. Cried enough tears. Yes, sir. You've had enough doctor's appointments. Yes. You've had enough heartache and hurt and pain yeah. racking in your body. Come on up here. Yeah. With me. Yeah. And I know, I know, I know in our physical we can we we can we can get a little bit selfish. Come on, sir. Why, 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 God? Why, God? Why, why? 61 ain't a, enough time. It's a short amount of time in the grand scheme of life. But this is why there's a message in this. Because none of us know our appointed time. That's why you better live now. Now. Better live today. Yeah. And you better love hard and love often. Yeah. Yeah. If you got any any ill will, any Come foolishness on, with anything, Come you on, need man. to tighten up now. You need yeah. to get right now. You you, you know, uh, 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 it's too many families that, that that bicker over silly stuff. On, it's, it, it, it's too many people that argue over stuff that don't matter. And, and I hate to say it, but in our culture, a lot of times when, when one leaves, our families operate just like soul food. Come on. <laughs> Grandmama gone or the matriarch gone and then we stop coming over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And we stop yeah. showing up for Christmas. Yeah. Stop inviting everybody over Come for on. the family reunions. Come on. Don't don't do that. Yeah. You got to love that much harder. Yes, sir. You got to call each other that much more. Yeah. And show up for one another. Yeah. We see, see, you you got to keep memories alive, and you yes, you got to keep on saying people's names and telling those old same corny jokes yeah. over and over, so so that your family can remember and just love on one another. Yeah. But you know what else we got to do because we don't all got an appointed time. Yes, sir. But we don't know when our last tick right. is going to top. So what we got to do is we got to stay ready. 
so we don't have to get ready. See, because it, the, the, the danger in getting ready uh-uh. is that your name will be called while you're preparing. Yeah. And you don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. And today is your opportunity yeah. to get right. Yeah. Today is your opportunity to forgive. Today is your opportunity to ask for forgiveness. Today yeah. is your opportunity to say, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Today yeah. is your opportunity to yeah. apologize. Yeah. Matter of fact, we got to get, if we, if we really want to say we saved, we got to stop worrying about whose fault it is. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And say, I'm sorry. Yeah. And move on. Because, Lord forbid. Yeah. That appointed time hits us. Yeah. And we've got so much still left on the table. Mm-hmm. A divine appointment. Mm-hmm. You know what the beautiful thing is about life? Is that we don't know yeah. when it's over. Yeah. And we've got to live life yeah. to our fullest. Mm-hmm. And all we have to do is if we want to get excited and as we look back on this day, all we got to do is say, Sister Esther, you just beat us to where we want to be. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, they say that weeping will endure for a night. night. But this is where people get mixed up because they read it, don't understand how the Bible was written. Yes. They think that because the Bible says joy comes in the morning, uh-huh. that that's an eight-hour period or a 12-hour period or a 24-hour day. Uh-huh. When that could be days, weeks, months, and years. Uh-huh. But the Bible declares that it will come. Yeah, yeah. Joy come. In the morning. It's coming. It's coming. So I just wanted to say to the family, to the friends, and to the loved ones that as you weep and you sow in sorrow, and we're going to do what the Bible says. We're going to weep because you weep. We're going to mourn because you you mourn. mourn. But as the preacher of the hour, I've got to tell you just to hold on. Yeah. Just a little while longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because hope comes in the morning. In the morning. We all have a divine appointment. Yes. Sister Esther, just beat us there. Yes. Amen. Amen. Amen.